0: Welcome to the show that gets Christians thinking about faith and politics. Get ready to challenge the status quo, expand your imagination, and tackle controversy head-on. Let's stand together at the intersection of faith and freedom. It's time for the Libertarian Christian
1: Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Libertarian Christian Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. I am your host, Doug Stewart, and I have something I want to share with you which is a sample of another podcast that the Libertarian Christian Institute produces, which is part of the Christians for Liberty Network. And that is Norman Horn's Faith Seeking Freedom podcast. Basically, the idea there is that there are short, succinct answers to tough questions that a lot of libertarians tend to ask. And recently, Norman recorded three episodes in a row that were specifically about the differences between libertarians, and other types of political affiliations. So the three would be conservatism, progressivism, and liberalism. I think it's really important that we can distinguish libertarianism from those three, although, of course, you can probably guess which one it has the most in common with. And the other reason I want to do this is I want to promote the Faith Seeking Freedom podcast because if you haven't listened to any of the other Christians for Liberty Network podcasts, this is one that you probably would find very shareable with other people. The other shows are really great, but a lot of times if people aren't really into listening to podcasts, you probably want to share something a little bit shorter with them. Maybe they'll listen to it because it's only five minutes. So Faith Seeking Freedom is like a really great way to do that. And it also answers specific questions. So it's very similar to Faith Seeking Freedom, the book that we wrote, which is basically we want to deliver short, succinct answers to tough questions for either libertarians to sort of take and make their own, and be able to reproduce when they discuss with other people, or just that you can share with people. So anyway, here's Dr. Norman Horn answering, what is the difference between a libertarian and a conservative, a progressive, and a liberal? I hope you enjoy. And oh, by the way, please subscribe to all of the Christians for Liberty podcasts, the Biblical Anarchy podcast, the Reformed Libertarians podcast, the Faith Seeking Freedom podcast, and of course, if this is by chance the one episode you're listening to from the Libertarian Christian podcast you can subscribe to this one. You can also find out more about the Christians for Liberty network by going to christiansforliberty.net or you can go to libertarianchristians.com and click on the show's menu at the top. Thanks and enjoy this episode. Today's question is very simply, what is the difference between
0: a libertarian and a conservative? And you could take this in a lot of different directions, but I wanna kind of focus on just a few things to illustrate what are some of the key differences between a libertarian and a conservative. You'll sometimes see amongst groups such as the Libertarian Party and others that the libertarian is conservative on economics, but liberal on social values or something to that effect. And I think that's a bit of a misnomer on some level. If anything, we're not conservative economically in the sense of that many conservatives want to perhaps use it, especially as conservatives do have a more... Broad look at what is acceptable as economic policy than the libertarian, which we can get into momentarily. But more importantly, I think, is just the notion that the conservative differs from the libertarian in its basic understanding of what the state is there to do. The conservative fundamentally has some kind of mentality about them that says that what was in the past is worth preserving at almost any cost. Now, there's something in there that may be valuable. And in fact, even at LCI here, we talk about being theologically conservative. And that is because we value those old ideas. And those are important things to kind of keep in mind. But the conservative politically has a different kind of point of view. It's not just about ideas. It's about the institutions. It's about a structure that may or may not necessarily be exactly what it ought to be in the way that we order Ourselves socially. And so, and that in particular is pursuant to the way they view the state. The conservative does not foundationally believe that the initiation of force against other people is wrong. And therefore, it is important to use the state and the force that is involved there in order to protect the structures and institutions that have historically been present. Now, that's not to say that all institutions that are old are bad. Not by any means. And obviously, we're very interested in the church here at LCI. We think that's the grandest and greatest of institutions in history, as it is the true institution established by God and is worthy of our consideration at all times. But as it pertains to other institutions, well, you know, everything else can be kind of questioned a little bit more. And so I think that we've kind of illustrated two things there. Again, number one, the conservative does not really agree with the non-aggression principle or the NAP, and is perfectly willing to use force in order to accomplish certain types of political goals, and in particular has a view of institutions that really enables them or permits them to go quite the distance, whether with the use of force or even otherwise, to defend and maintain certain institutions just on the basis that they exist and not for other fundamental reasons. Today's question is, once again, very simply, what's the difference between a libertarian and a progressive? Similar to the way we might talk about differences between, uh, well, libertarians and conservatives, such as in a previous discussion, which you definitely want to go and listen to if you haven't already, because I'm going to kind of refer to that a little bit. There are a number of foundational differences from the outset. Foundationally, the progressive doesn't believe that the non-aggression principle is correct. They instead believe that it is okay and permissible to initiate force or fraud against individuals or groups, especially using the power of the state. And the progressive has particular reasons for wanting to do this. And I think it's kind of worth unpacking a little bit more what those are in order to illustrate some additional differences. The progressive has, on some level, some comportment with the libertarian kind of mentality in that you can't just assume that that which came from the past is always and every time better. But the difference is <laughs> that there is a kind of a, an eschewing of all forms of the past, that the progressive will tend to see that the future is always and forever going to be better. And thus, it's important that anything that existed from the past should get thrown down. So while we might say that, yeah, there are some things from the past that we should look askance upon, that we should be skeptical about, the libertarian does not necessarily see that as being a problem so long as the non-aggression principle is being followed. So for instance, we might be fine as libertarians with institutions, for instance, such as the church, such as the family, which is very important, obviously, both to the Christian and to really toward the ordering of society in general, Christianity even aside at that point. Whereas the progressive, in many cases, looks upon anything any institution of the past, as being something to be torn down. And that's not always and forever the case of the progressive, I suppose, but it's something to kind of keep in mind whenever you kind of view that. The progressive sees any type of social organization as being from the past as being potentially one to strike down in favor of something else that they see. And that's, I guess, the other kind of end objective that really defines something that's different for a libertarian versus a progressive Libertarianism is ultimately a philosophy of justice or a theory of justice and of the means by which we can accomplish various types of individual and group activities. The progressive doesn't really see it that way. They may think of what they're doing as a theory of justice, and there may be theories of justice that are entwined with that. But really, what they really see as being different is that that is more of a philosophy of ends than of means. They see that there's an end result that they want to get to, a reorganization and re-stratification of the social order and of society, and often don't care how they get there. That enables them to use all sorts of different means, including those which are aggressive and confrontational and violent against others in order to get there. This is easily observable through history. We can then see things like the French Revolution, as early as that, as being one that was foundationally, even though it had some good values that were associated with it, ultimately because They saw their ends as more important than their means. They justified all sorts of atrocities as a result. You see this in Nazism, in socialism, in Marxism, in modern progressivism, in things like critical race theory, all of this stuff that are kind of intertwined with progressive values at this point. You can see how that works. So that's, I think, really important to understand. Is it? So again, the difference foundationally is that they don't agree with the NAP, which is pretty consistent for things that aren't libertarianism, right? But then also that the difference is one of thinking about means versus ends in a very different way and how that kind of plays into social order and structure. Today's question is quite simply, what is the difference between a libertarian and a liberal? Now, if you've been following this podcast recently, you know that we've previously done the same type of question, but talking about conservatives and progressives. This one gets a little weird And for a couple of different reasons, (laughs) I suppose. But I do suggest you go back and listen to the others and that'll provide some additional context as well. So the first thing to understand, I think, about this kind of difference, what is a libertarian, what is a liberal here, is to kind of remember or disambiguate the kind of historical usage of the terms. A liberal is actually something I would say that historically is a very good thing. It's really only in the modern, you know, say last 30, 40, maybe 50 years where the term has kind of fallen into as synonymous with progressive and often is identified with the Democrats and so on and so forth. Whereas in the past, you know, the liberals were really the good guys. When you go back into some of the earliest beginnings of what might be the formation of modern libertarian ideas, things like the levelers of England and whatnot, and eventually, like, you know, of course, John Locke and so on the term liberal began to be associated with the kind of people that put an emphasis on individual liberty. And this did cause some consternation amongst the kind of ensconced powers of their day. And so even then it was like liberal was the pejorative even then, but it was because it revolted in a way, ideologically against the powers that be. And so it's important to kind of remember that the proponents of individual liberty of old were liberals. And in fact, even if, you know, for those of us who are kind of more familiar with modern libertarian ideas, even Ludwig von Mises, the patron saint of the Austrian school of economics, wrote a book in the early 20th century called Liberalism. And it was meant to be a positive. We remember this because he writes this whole book and it's defending liberal values. And in fact, really what we can then kind of come to is kind of realizing that in many respects, we kind of lost out allowing the progressive wing of everything to kind of take over the term liberal with time and thus kind of we needed more verbiage in order to describe where we are. And libertarian being kind of synonymous with liberal at the time even was kind of adopted then as kind of part and parcel to this is what we're about. So in some respects, we would say, okay, historically, the differences between liberals and libertarians are actually pretty small when it comes down to it. You might say that, well, the old school liberal was maybe more of the, what we might call the minarchist, if you will. So definitely ensconced in and promoting individual liberty, but from kind of the aspect of like the night watchman state, even Ludwig von Mises was like this. And that's, you know, we can be accepting of that because that's where we come from. And we understand that. So that's totally fine. And of course, you know, I would take upon myself that I'm, you know, I'm a classical liberal. This is that why you, when you hear or read about in other libertarian writings and whatnot, that you'll see the term classical liberal. That's what we're talking about. A classical liberal in many respects is a libertarian. We might say that the modern libertarian has expanded upon those ideas to a certain extent, especially as it pertains to the role of the state and even the defense of what we might call the anarcho-capitalist mentality or that position as elucidated by many modern libertarians and whatnot, such as Murray Rothbard, Hans Hermann Hoppe, Walter Block, et cetera, and plenty more than that, of course. But of course, then there's the other side of it is, well, what does a liberal look like now? Kind of, that's not what Rush Limbaugh meant when he talked about, you know, the liberals are the problem, or that's not what you, you know, the issue with when you hear Tucker Carlson talk about liberals nowadays or whatnot. The modern kind of usage of liberal in many respects is just the progressive wing. Now, you know, perhaps we might say that. There's even some different branches of modern liberalism. You know, maybe there's some moderate Democrats who would still want to be called liberals, people like Bill Maher or something to that effect and who eschew many aspects of woke progressivism or just, you know, massive progressivism in general, even though probably even Bill Maher would want to be considered a progressive too. But hey, even that wing can have a difficulty defining themselves just like libertarians can. At any rate, I think it's fascinating to kind of talk about where we come from as old school or classical liberals and why that looks like basically modern libertarians as now. And as a kind of final aside here, many of you may not have heard that book by Ludwig von Mises called Liberalism. Highly recommended. It. It's a great book and it's not really that long. It definitely doesn't look like the tome of human action or man economy and state or something like that. So you can definitely get that and take a look. It's great stuff. But that kind of concludes our differences of these various positions.
1: This podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover, and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.